Hey there, special educator. Before we dive into today's episode, I have something exciting to share with you. If you've ever struggled with writing impact statements for your IEPs, and let's be honest here, what special educator hasn't found themselves at some point staring at a blank box and a blinking cursor wondering what in the world to type? My free guide is just what you need to get those brain juices flowing. Introducing Impact Statement Mastery, your step-by-step guide to writing personalized IEPs. This free guide is designed to help you craft impactful, personalized statements with ease. You'll get expert tips and strategies, easy-to-follow formats, and real-life examples that bring theory to life. It's absolutely free and a must-have for every special education teacher and related service provider. To get your copy, just visit www.spedprepacademy.com slash impact statements, or check the link in the episode description. Now let's get started with today's episode. You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Sped Prep Academy podcast. I've been telling you for a couple of weeks that I wanted to finish that conversation about supporting your paraprofessionals. We had the mindset talk where I shared the difference between being a boss versus being a leader for your staff and that it really isn't an option of whether or not you want to be the leader of that classroom. When you signed on the dotted line and told the district that you were going to be their special education teacher, it just innately comes with that job title. So it's just part of your job and it's just a a part that you're going to have to accept. But when you can get some procedures and some strategies in place and nurture your staff so that they know that you care about them, it will make your job so much easier. And I do have some tools today that can help you become a better leader for your staff so that you aren't trying to figure it out all on your own like I had to all those years ago. So the first tool I have is an expectation list. If you don't have one of these, I urge you to get out a piece of paper and start today in creating your expectation list. It's an easy activity, but it's very important in creating that cohesive staff. I did this activity first whenever Mindy and I were moving from one school to another. We had developed strong relationships with the paras that we worked with there, and we were only taking one of them with us. So we knew that we had to put some procedures and some things into place so that we could start building those strong relationships. And one of those things was creating our expectation list. So what I want you to do is take a piece of paper, cut it into thirds or draw lines and make thirds. In your first third, you're going to write stop. In the middle, you're going to write start. In the third column, you're going to write continue. Now in that stop column, I want you to write everything that you want your staff to stop doing. Just things that are getting on your nerves or they're um, not productive, they're not conducive to a good working environment. So make sure that you write down things like, I want my paras to stop gossiping about each other. I want my paras to stop um, being late to their inclusion classes. I want my paras to stop hanging out in the lounge and talking bad about other teachers. Anything that is that is bothering you, put it on that list. In the middle section, the start section, you're going to kind of take some of those same things and spin them a little bit more positively. So I want my parents to start coming to school on time. I want my parents to start 
um, being on time for their inclusion classes. I want my parents to start checking in with me at the very beginning of the day. This was actually one that I had on mine because they were coming to school and they're going straight to their inclusion classes. And I didn't know if they were there or not. So I needed a way to, you know, get everyone on the same page at the beginning of the day. And so I just made it a rule that everyone's going to check in with me at the beginning of the day. It could be that you want them to start using your prompting hierarchy, whatever it is, list it here in the middle. The third column is your continue column. You want your staff to continue doing some of the things that they're already doing. And this works even if you have a para who isn't necessarily playing nicely with others or who has some weaknesses. I guarantee you that there are some things that they are doing that you like and that you would like them to continue doing. So it might be, I would like my paras to continue building relationships with their the students that they work with. I want my parents to continue making the accommodations that they're making for the IEP. Um, List down what you want them to continue doing. And then you're going to take those three columns and you're going to turn those into expectation statements. So you want to have maybe 10, 15. I wouldn't get carried away. Just those things that are non-negotiables for you. I want you to frame them in, and I expect you to. So the first one, I expect you to be on time every day. I expect you to check in with me when you get to school. I expect you to be where you're scheduled to be and working with whom you're scheduled to be working with every every day. I expect you to follow the school dress code. Whatever those things are that you don't want to budge on, that's what you're going to put on your expectation list. And then beside each sentence, you're going to put a box so that they can either check it off, they can initial it so that you know, they know, we all know that they were read and they are understood. And so then when conflict arises, because it will, this isn't going to solve all of your your conflict issues, this gets to be your bad guy. You get to pull out this form and say, Hey, remember when we did our expectation list and I asked, I set an expectation that you would follow the dress code of the school and the dress code is this, this, and this. Can you explain to me why you are not following the dress code? And so you don't, it it gives you an easy sentence starter, gives you an easy conversation starter for those difficult conversations. I feel like the expectation list that I give to my staff has made a world of difference. So I want that for you too. The second tool is to... Give your staff some choice and some voice in their schedules. And I did, back on episode 134, I discussed this in detail. So if you need a little bit more information on what I'm talking about, you can go back and listen to that episode. But basically, an interest survey or a paraprofessional um, inventory, it's just a Google form. And if you're not familiar with Google, it's just a digital survey where you can collect information digitally. It's just something that I do at the beginning of every school year when I'm getting ready to create that schedule. And then I do it when a new para is hired, just so that I have some of that information for the future. But what it is, is I, I let them I let them answer some questions for me. So the questions that I might ask are, um, what do you like? So I ask them questions like, would you rather go to recess with a student or go to specials with a student? Would you rather go to music or PE? Would you rather go on a field trip or stay back monitoring some other students? Would you, um, do you like working with reading or math better? Do you like working with high needs or behavior problems? Do you like working with learning disabilities or some more significant needs? 
you know, let them tell you what your what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and then ask them some of those fun things like what's your favorite drink, what's your favorite pizza, your favorite candy. You're really trying to get to know them as a person and see where they feel that their strengths and weaknesses are. And then you're going to take all of that information and you're going to strategically assign tasks and responsibilities that align with those strengths and weaknesses and preferences. This not only enhances job satisfaction, but it contributes to the overall success and the overall culture of your department as a whole. Again, this looks very different for every department because you might just have one paraprofessional. You might just have two TAs. It can still work. You can still get to know this person very well and give them some wins. That's the whole point of it is to give your staff as many wins throughout their day as you can. So when you're creating that schedule, go in and if, say, if Sonia likes reading and she hates math, let's not put her in a math situation where she's going to be stressed and she's going to struggle and she's not going to enjoy her job. Let's put her in a reading group where she can flourish and she can support the kids in something that she feels comfortable with. When you put your staff in those positions where they where they could fail, you're going to have a lot more issues. So keep them happy. I know that you can't give the paras every single thing that they ask for. And and they'll respect that when they get to have some wins. I promise you they'll respect that. The third tool is not really a tool, but it's just a suggestion, and that's to have fun together. This is not a quantitative measure by any means, but there is a boatload of of evidence out there that says that the most effective teams are the ones who laugh together. Laughter is a subconscious signal that we are in a state of relaxation and safety. And you know what? Special education is a stressful job. But there's a lot of funny things that happen in a special education department. There's a lot of funny things that our kids say and do. And so when we can laugh about it and share in those laughs with our team, that that team culture, that team mentality is just going to grow even stronger. I want you to engage in team builders, have some fun together, participate in school events together, just find ways to laugh and have fun with your staff. And the final tool that I'm going to share with you today is the use of an employee handbook. When you think about it, all jobs have handbooks. Your, my husband is an accountant and they have handbooks. Your district is run on policies that are outlined in a handbook. Your school probably gave you a handbook when you were hired, you know, outlining the rules and the expectations of the school. Our special education laws are given to us in a handbook. Of course, they're online now. But when I started, they gave us these great big giant binders full of special education law. And so handbooks are just are a necessary part of the job. So if you're not using a handbook, I really, really want to encourage you to get one and put into place. Now, it can be called a handbook. It can be called a binder. You're going to be able to find a lot of these online. You can find a lot of them for free. I actually started with a free version that I just found just Googling paraprofessional um, handbook. I guess that's what I Googled. And I, I tweaked it and made it my own. And then when I did change schools there, I knew that I really wanted something more concrete, more something more um, specific to my role. And so I developed my handbook and I would love for you to check that out if that's something that you're really needing. There's a lot out there. I have a lot of um, my colleagues in the field of special education. They have them too. I'm not telling you 
that mine is the end all be all. I just want you to have something. So so if you want to check that out, I will definitely put a link to that um, handbook in the show notes. So as we wrap up today, I just want to remind you of the immense value and impact that you have as a special education teacher. The tools that I've talked to you about today to support your paraprofessionals, creating the expectation list, offering schedule choices, encouraging fun in the workplace, and utilizing a handbook, all of these are more than just tools. They are stepping stones towards building that strong department that you want so badly as the leader. And remember, being a leader in special education isn't just about managing tasks. It's about inspiring growth and fostering a supportive environment. And most importantly, it's about ensuring that every member of your team, including yourself, feels valued and understood and heard and cared for. So take these tools and tailor them to your unique setting and watch as they transform the dynamics of your team and ultimately the experiences for your students. Because bottom line, that's what it's all about. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for sticking with me until the end. I can tell that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love it if you'd head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.